Hi, I'm Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about resilient cybersecurity. It's my pleasure to be speaking with Michael Kazmarek, Vice President of Product and Marketing with Verisign. Michael, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And to start with, I want to ask, as we look toward 2017, what are the cybersecurity threats that concern you and your customers the most? That's a good question. What we're finding, a lot of our customers are focused on threats that are coming in across multiple platforms. So either from on their platforms, either being on-premise, being the area in the cloud, or even a hybrid of the two, so being from on-premise and cloud and cloud environments. And we're seeing these things coming in from hacktivists, from various other cyber criminals, even zero-day vulnerabilities that either any one of those groups or even state-sponsored spies are actually implementing to try to just gain levels of access or even data within systems. A lot of times that we're seeing these things, they're not necessarily being done just for attack purposes or for altruistic purposes. They're doing these, these activities to just gain access and gain data and gain some level of market share. So we're seeing changes in the market where more and more attacks are occurring. And when I use the word attack, it's either an attack of a, what we call a DDoS attack, a distributed denial of service attack, where these criminals are going through and making some level of attempt to take down an infrastructure for some purpose that they may have, or that they're going through and doing, trying to just exfiltrate data out of your systems or enterprises systems to gain some share, gain some additional intelligence, and then sell that to the highest bidder. Michael, a couple of areas I want to ask you about specifically. Talk to me about how organizations are threatened today by the latest generation of DDoS attacks, as you were talking about a moment ago. But talk to me also about attacks against DNS. So from a DDoS perspective, what we're seeing is that they're becoming more and more frequent. Cybercrime is like the new market economy. You can go online and you can buy a DDoS attack for what it costs you to get a cup of coffee these days. So the frequency and the ability for people to actually be able to access them, be able to initiate a DDoS attack, and the number of bots that are out there are becoming more and more prevalent. We've seen a large increase over the years, and even from just last year at this same time, we've seen a 214% increase in just the average attack size alone. And we know our data shows from the attacks that we've gone through and mitigated on behalf of our customers, more than 75% of the attacks in just this past quarter peaked at over a gigabit per second. So they're pretty large attacks that are coming in, and they're becoming more and more frequent. And what we're also seeing is that they're starting to use more and more sophisticated types of attacks. They're using more and more or multiple attack types. They're coming in and you know they'll, they'll start with one type of attacks and if they get thwarted, they'll immediately switch over to a different type and continue to try to take down some infrastructure. From a DNS side, what we are seeing is that more and more websites are being created or more and more domains are being set up where people are trying to or, or attackers are trying to redirect end users to go to malicious sites. And they're using these in a lot for a lot of purposes, either to drive you over to a location where they can then install some level of malware onto your computer, you then become part of a botnet, 
or they use it to install a piece of malware of which they now have access to your machine and then try to use your machine to go and jump into other machines and eventually get to some critical level of data and then do some data exfiltration and tr- or even try to take your systems down from inside. So the attackers are becoming more and more sophisticated. They're keeping up with changes in the security postures. They're making changes quickly. The benefit that attackers have that probably the majority of people in enterprises don't is that hackers don't have change control. They're going to try something and immediately go back after if it doesn't work and make a modification and try again. Whereas on an enterprise side of the house or any business, any size business, is going to have to make changes to their system, make sure that they don't break their infrastructure, and hope for the best and then hope that they've done enough to keep themselves protected. So given what you've just outlined, how can organizations properly prioritize their defenses against the many threats that face them? We tend to tell our customers and we try to help them to, to focus in. We, we look at it and say there's about basically four questions you should ask yourself, and you should ask them in, in this order. First, are you aware? Second, are you protected? Third, are you prepared? And then fourth, are you able? And why I bring those up and why I go into those with that that order is that the first thing you need to know is what makes you a trend. When you're looking to answer the question, am I aware, you have to first ask yourself, what makes you attractive to an attacker? There's tons of things out there. People will spin everyone up. The newest thing today is ransomware. Let's go ahead and you immediately put something in your system, hold your data hostage. You have to make a determination if that's are you a subject to a ransomware? Is that something that someone would come after you for? Which is where you have to ask the question, what makes you attractive? Is it your availability? Is it your integrity? Is it your information? Is it your assets? What of those pieces will does an attacker want to go after for your organization? Once you figure that piece out, you can then make the, take the next step to determine what are you trying to defend against now? Is it a hacktivist? Is it a cyber criminal? Is it state-sponsored? Whatever that may be. Once you know what makes you attractive and what you're trying to defend against, you can then take that intelligence, look to what's going on in your world, either in your vertical or around the world, depending on if you're a large organization, and see what your peers are protecting themselves against. Only when you answer those three questions can you actually figure out what do you need to protect now. Because now you've determined what an attacker would truly come after you for. So now you can make the the assessment, do I protect data that I may have in the public cloud? Do I protect any SaaS infrastructure I might have? Do I just have to deal with and protect my physical servers that are on-premise? Or do I have to deal with a multiple of those? Once you go through and figure out that you're aware, you can make a better assessment of what you need to protect over time. And you can then make a better determination of what tools you should put in place. This then leads to the question of once you've determined your awareness, figure out what tools you need and build your security posture for flexibility. Don't necessarily just take one tool, one silo, or assume that what you're getting really truly is going to meet your needs not just now but in the future. So always choose best of breed. Always go out and try to find what is going to grow with you and don't get locked into a siloed approach because the hackers and the attackers themselves will also know if they figure out that you're 
in a single siloed environment from a specific vendor. They also know these vendors very well. They know their vulnerabilities. They will know that they could try various other things that they may not do very well, but have sold you in that fact that they can give you this comprehensive security package. There is never a ubiquitous security solution that is out there. You should always look at things as defense in depth, but you always should choose tools that are the best of breeds that will work with each other and not lock you into a single siloed approach. Once you've determined that you what you know how to protect, it doesn't stop there. You have to then prepare for any incident that could occur on your infrastructure or on your systems. And you have to orchestrate a level of response around that. You can gather as much data and telemetry as you want from issues or incidences that may occur on your infrastructure. But the problem comes in that if you're not looking at those in context and not looking at those and correlating that information, you're going to build a plan that is truly only going to fit that one need. It's not going to address a a, a myriad of concerns. So we've seen cases where there are DDoS attacks that occur but they're used as diversionary tactics. And while you're protecting your systems from this DDoS attack, the hacker's coming in on the back end and stealing data from you. If you're correlating these events together, you have a better chance of protecting yourself and putting plans in place that can deal with larger situations and ensure that you have a better coverage. But don't always work with those in a vacuum You build your plans, you collect telemetry, make sure the data that you're collecting and telemetry you're collecting is feeding back into your plans. All of that is great. So you can be prepared, you can be protected, you can be aware of what is going on. But given what we are seeing in the trends in the industry today and the rate at which these attacks are growing, we believe that these aren't things that you can go alone. You can't protect yourself just unless you're a massive organization with deep pockets or a government organization, the ability for you to go through and truly protect yourself from the threats that are out there, you have to go out and buy a a group of systems, but you also have to expand into the cloud. And we look at that as the piece that this is the don't go it alone approach, that you have to take a position where you can use the best of breed that you have in your premise hardware, which can protect you, but also make sure you augment that with some level of cloud infrastructure. Don't replace what you have if you don't have to in your premise, but augment that with cloud systems. And if you're in the cloud, look for how many various other cloud components can you integrate in so that you can correlate them together and make sure you get the best of breed. That's pretty much the approach that we would take when looking at how to protect yourself and how to ensure that you're providing the best protection for your systems. So, Michael, let me ask you a pair of questions to follow up on that. And one is, how often should organizations evaluate their security architecture? And then to immediately follow up on what you were just talking about, what are the benefits of using a hybrid cloud premise security architecture? Sure. So you should continuously be going through and evaluating your security architecture. The hackers are going to constantly be trying and coming up with new ways to get into your systems to take you down. You should never feel that you've done enough because there's there's never you'll never have done enough. You there will always be changes that will happen in the industry. There will always be new trends. You should always keep up with those and continuously evaluate your security architecture and make sure you're protected. Once you've 
felt like you've gotten far enough with one area, continue to grow and expand upon that area. From a cloud perspective and why people should move into or what are the benefits of moving into a hybrid cloud uh, security architecture, it goes back to kind of what I was saying before. It's that don't do it alone approach. There's a lot of different vendors that are out there today that will will sell, try to sell you hardware. They will tell you that the best protection that you can get is what you can provide yourself on premise. We look at it from a perspective that, sure, you can go through and do these things. You can build a premise architecture that is out there, but that's only going to be as good as what you've put in place, the amount of capability that you have and the amount of awareness that you're going to get from that hardware. A hybrid cloud premise environment can provide you the capability of leveraging the infrastructure that you have put in place and also sending signals out to the cloud for either additional DDoS protection should your pipes become overwhelmed or pushing data in, threat intelligence in from the cloud back into your SOC or your SIM to correlate events or even leveraging DNS filters to block malware and then pushing that data back in on site to be able to better determine what is what are you what is going out of your network. From our perspective we see it as as I mentioned before, it's the don't go it alone principle. A hybrid cloud architect hybrid premise cloud architecture can give you the ability to leverage the best of both worlds, expand the infrastructure that you have in place and probably fill some security gaps that you may have without having to spend a significant amount of capital and doing a lot of investment in your security teams to build those systems out and then maintain them over time. Michael, talk to me about VeriSign. What are you doing to help your customers achieve the level of cybersecurity resiliency that they need to mitigate these evolving threats that you've outlined? We've taken this approach, and part of the reason why we built out this framework for resilient cybersecurity is that we believe that you have to use an open approach to security. You should be leveraging best-of-breed cloud infrastructure and doing so over open APIs to then get you to a point where you can take your hardware that you have and your security solution that you've implemented and augment it with what is out there basically in the security in the security space. What Verisign has done is built out a portfolio of tools, of cybersecurity tools that we have to ba- protect your services and either protect you directly with what you have in the cloud or augment the systems that you have in place today. And we do that over what we call our open hybrid architecture. Our open hybrid architecture is built on standard APIs of open systems using open protocols to ensure that you're premise-based systems or your other cloud-based infrastructure can actually communicate with VeriSign security services to provide you that additional layer of protection. And we look at those in the areas of providing you higher levels of availability, higher levels of resiliency, and higher levels of awareness. Michael, last question for you. We hear a lot about enterprise concerns, but what level of protection do you recommend to smaller organizations, which, as you know, also can be pretty significant targets. Smaller organizations are going to be subject to the same attacks that enterprises are, but probably don't have the wherewithal nor the dollars to, to really truly get that full level of protection. If you're a small business, first things you, you're always going to be focusing on is making sure that people can get to your website or maybe people can get to your online presence to transact with you and conduct business with you. 
So our recommendation is that for smaller businesses, you start with a managed or a hosted DNS service that you know can provide you the level of availability to make sure that people can actually get to and navigate to your location online. But it doesn't stop with just making sure that people get to your website or get to your online presence or your storefront. You need to make sure that legitimate traffic gets through. And so we would recommend to small businesses that they should also look into DDoS protection because a lot of the trends that we see is that everyone's a target, basically. IT services, cloud, financial services, small businesses, you name it. It's not a matter of if I'm going to get attacked. It's a matter of when you're going to get attacked. So small businesses should focus on ensuring and doing everything they can to make sure that people can get to their website and get to their online storefront, their online presence, and that legitimate traffic is truly getting through so that they can then focus on answering their customers' needs and conducting business with them. Very good, Michael. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thanks so much. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. The topic has been cybersecurity resiliency. I've been speaking with Michael Kazmarek, Vice President of Product and Marketing with Verisign. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.